Thank hey, you. I'm Shane Mach. And I'm Oliver Cowlishaw. And today we're going to be talking about this crisis, the coronavirus crisis, what it means for you personally, and how you can thrive in these uncertain times. Shane, could you maybe tell us why it is that you decided to make this series of videos? I made two like short videos to just try and kind of give a response to what's happening in the world for entrepreneurs, right? And I want to expand on that. What we've been doing, so here on Active Growth, I've been doing this, but also with the Thrive Themes team. So people who know me, or most people know me from there now actually, right? We've been talking about this is essentially like, what can we do to help entrepreneurs in this period of crisis? Because of course, what's happening is that a lot of people are being hit by this, there's, there's the health scare, but then there's also like the economic consequences, which I think we, we're only barely scratching the surface of how bad this might get. And lots of, obviously lots of businesses are closing or, or have to close. Um, and, and a lot of people's incomes are just kind of evaporated. Let me also preface this with, okay, we're recording this on what's today, March 24th. Mm -hmm. and, and right now is like, I think this week is gonna be really bad. We, we're probably gonna see things get a lot worse for a while. But I wanna be talking about, I basically wanna be talking about what can you do as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And I wanna talk about opportunities and ways forward because I think there's plenty of places where you can go to kind of feed the panic, right? There's plenty of places you can go to, to read about how many people are, are dying and sick and all this kind of stuff, right? So I want to totally acknowledge that. It's terrible. We all see that from all sides. Uh, and I want to try to provide what I can in order to help people get through. And one of the reasons is like, this has always been our mission, especially with Thrive Themes, right? The point of Thrive Themes is we want to empower small businesses and small-scale entrepreneurs. And I'm convinced that small-scale entrepreneurship is a force for good because, and I think now when in an economic crisis, we see why. Like if I'm, if I'm a business owner who's been hit by the crisis because I had to shut my restaurant or whatever, if I can successfully transition my business online or if I can successfully create a new income source online, that means that I can remain active in the economy. I can keep spending money in the economy instead of being in like survival mode. Oh my God, how do I even get by? And instead of having to essentially ask for help or, or hope for essentially some kind of support, right? So in other words, if I can, if I can remain a player in the economy, then I can, I can keep buying your product, which means you can remain a player in the economy and then the next person can and so on. In other words, I'm a huge believer in basically bottom-up economy, right? The more people can successfully translate their business, translate their income from offline to online, or maybe, you know, maybe you've had a side hustle online and now you can somehow make that into your full-time income. The more people we can get out of survival mode and keep spending in the economy, the softer the hit will be, right? And again, I don't want to be callous sounding like, oh, I'm talking about economy and, and making money and so on while people are dying. I think we have to be real about it. So first of all, on the medical side, I can't, I can't offer anything, right? I can't help, like I'm not a doctor or anything. I can't offer you any advice that you're not already getting from the experts. We have to be real, like the economic consequences of this are also gonna kill people. The worse this hits the economy, the more of a tragedy that translates into. And so to me, it's like if I ask myself, well, what can I do here? What can I do here? This seems to be one of the things I can, I can try to help as many small businesses as possible somehow get through this and somehow remain active players in the economy. And that's the, that's the intention with these three episodes. Yeah, so we're gonna do, we're basically gonna do three episodes. 
which are just a download into into yeah what you can do and what I want to get started with is actually like what you can do on a personal level for ages people have heard me talk about skill building and and also talk about essentially playing the long game right so it's like you you build your skills you build your assets and over the long term that translates into a successful online business and and right now it's like okay well but what now <laughs> now is not a great time for a lot of people it's not a great time to be uh, thinking long term because yeah we're kind of closer to there's a lot of uncertainty and we're closer to I don't know if I can even keep surviving on what I'm doing well one of the things that's happening is of course everybody's like panicking and pretty much everybody is holed up at home right you can't do anything and so we were doing some research on this and we found some statistics about how people are spending their time right so we did a little bit of research and we talked a little bit a bit about this previously that we we can ascertain that people are going to be at home. Yeah. Um, but we noticed that Pornhub use spiked pretty much. Yeah. I think globally Pornhub use has gone up by 13%, but there's certain regions where it's, uh, it's increased and certain dates where it's spiked. Yeah, I think which it was... is pretty much tied to how severe the corona thing is, right? <laughs> people are locking themselves away yeah. um, and just sort of distracting themselves from yeah, the crisis. Yeah. And then another thing that, that has been uh, in the news as well is like that Netflix are having to throttle their bandwidth, their bandwidth use and YouTube as well. So if yeah. you watch YouTube now, you'll see that often you can't watch a video in high definition, even if the video was uploaded in high definition. That's simply because they're trying to soften the blow on the internet infrastructure. Because basically so many people are watching YouTube and so many people are watching Netflix that you can't, you can't stream all this uh, high quality content to so many people. Like the internet infrastructure can't carry that load. It's almost like a lot of people are doubling down on their vices, right? Because another one was gaming, right? So Steam had like the record number of, of users uh, a week ago or something. So more people are playing video games, watching Netflix, watching YouTube, watching porn, right? So essentially, and it's kind of a natural reaction, right? You're just, your, your normal daily habits are totally interrupted. Now you're just stuck at home and like, what do you do? Well, yeah, the TV is right there, right? The internet is here. I can watch YouTube videos. It's like, your what right else am I going to do? Your hand is right there. Yeah, your hand is right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so it's kind of a, a natural reaction, right? So one thing, so let's think about what this means. On the one hand, it means that, okay, the, as always, right, if you want to be successful as an entrepreneur, you have to do something that is above average. It seems like average right now is be stuck at home and consume. Mm. You've got to do more than that. You've got to do something that is more than that. Um, but also, it's, this is not great for people's mental health, right? This is not great for people's well-being. Um, and there is an aspect here of kind of refusing to accept the reality of what's happening. And actually, so I remember seeing on Reddit, seeing a post made by someone who has done several tours in a submarine, where in a submarine, you're in isolation for months at a time, right? And he was basically saying, hey, for people struggling with this social distancing and all that, uh, here's from my experience how you can get through. And he posted a few things like, you know, how to keep sane on a submarine, right? <laughs> As analogous to how to keep sane while you're in, in social isolation. The thing that most stuck out to me about this was he said, like, accept that this is the new normal. So instead of thinking about how, oh, things used to be so much better before and I'm frustrated that I can't do what I used to do before. And, and kind of just being grumpy about it and feeling entitled to getting back what you used to have. 
instead of doing that, accept this as the new normal. Because if you're, if you're simply upset and you're kind of clinging to the way things were, mm. then you're going to be upset the entire time. And if things or when things go back to the way they were before, you're, the best you can get is like, well, finally, finally, I'm getting what's rightfully mine again, <laughs> right? Whereas if you accept that this is the new normal, and I'm going to make the best of this, then you're going to be less grumpy during the, your, your submarine tour or your, <laughs> or your quarantine. And then once things go back to a better state, you'll be really grateful for it, right? It'll be like a pleasant surprise. Now, for me, I noticed this, and I'm still struggling with this a bit, with, with working out, with exercise. Because I really like going to the gym, and I really don't like working out at home. I really don't like it. Same. And so I've been resisting that. I've been resisting that. But right now, you know, I have to acknowledge that it's a really dumb idea to wait for gyms to open. When are gyms going to open? I have no idea. No one knows. <laughs> Nobody knows when. <laughs> Or if, you know, even like <laughs> ever if, again. If, if are gyms ever going to be open? Who knows, right? Yeah. So nobody knows. And so waiting around and kind of sacrificing my, my exercise regimen <laughs> just because I'm, I feel like I ought to have a gym. Yeah, <laughs> right? I should have a gym. <laughs> yeah. There should be a gym open. It's just, <laughs> yeah. just total resistance to what's actually going on just yeah. compounds your suffering in a way. Exactly. Yeah. So that's clearly not helpful. No. So instead, I have to get used to, okay. Exercise at home. This is the new norm. And not only how can I do this, how can I keep doing this, keep moving, keep healthy, but is there an advantage to this? What is better about this? Okay? That's, that's, and there's great resistance. I want, to, I want to tell you about how important it is to go to a gym. I could talk about that for half an hour. But <laughs> if I really sincerely ask myself, is there anything that's better about working out at home? Well, here's something. I can spread my workout throughout my entire day. So instead of like sitting on a chair slouched over, you know, for most of the day and then one hour <laughs> of the day I'm at the gym, that's the one hour where I have good posture and I do exercise and I'm moving and my blood is pumping and the rest of the time I'm just like a cave troll, right? It's the one hour where you're behaving like a human. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah. So that's like normal. That's what I've been doing. I've got to be honest, that's pretty much what I've been doing. So what's better about working out at home is I can do a couple of sets now get my blood pumping, do something, and go back to work. And then, instead of sitting there going all rusty, you know, I maybe can do an hour of work, and then I can go do some squats or some burpees or whatever, get my blood flowing again. So I can have my activity, I can have a much higher, like, average activity level throughout the whole day. And to be honest, that's probably much better, right? Hmm. So, yes, there are downsides to working out at home, but there are also positives. Let's embrace that right let's embrace what's good about this yeah and that's um an aspect of that is being able to exercise the the kind of opportunity seeking mindset that can help an entrepreneur succeed yeah, yeah exactly it, it, when everyone else is looking at things through a lens of scarcity and perhaps are complaining or resisting the changes you can exercise that sort of that way of seeing the world where you see opportunities like what what is better about this yeah yeah and you can capitalize on that Exactly, yeah, exactly. And that's a very entrepreneurial mindset, like I said, that's, that's a very good point. Yeah. And exercise is actually a good example because I think even though my main focus here is business and entrepreneurship, like the first thing to do is to take care of your basics because anything you want to do entrepreneurially, anything you want to do as a business owner, your results are going to be worse if you are totally strung out, you know, stressed out. Like it's easy to be now, right? Mm. If you read the news, if you follow the news, it's very easy to be stressed and to feel overwhelmed and to feel afraid and so on, right? And 
in that in that mind state and also like yeah if you're couch potatoing most of the time and you're you're stressed and fearful most of the time anything you want to do on the entrepreneurial side is just not going to be great you're not operating at your best right so that's the first thing to do is like embrace this opportunity and think about how can i take care of myself how can i be the exception right so exercise is one thing yeah find a way to keep moving even though you're holed up find a way to keep moving find a way to keep exercising Another thing is, I think now is a great time to get into meditation. Mm. Anyone who, ha who doesn't have a meditation habit yet, now is a great time to do that because it is a really good like, countermeasure to panic and to overthinking and to worrying about stuff you can't control. And, and it's easier than ever to get into meditation, right? You can use all these apps. You can use um, waking up, headspace, calm. Another one I like is um, insight timer, 10% um, happier. It's, there's probably like 15 others, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's so yeah. many of them now. And basically you can go and try them out, right? And most of them will have like free trials or free plans or whatever, right? So you don't have to worry about that either. You can try a bunch of them out and whichever one does you the most good, that's the one you can then end up subscribing to or whatever. Now is a great, great time to do that. And even like, yeah, even budget concerns, right? If you're totally broke, like you don't need to pay money to meditate, right? <laughs> because you can, you can learn how to meditate from an app, from videos on YouTube, whatever doesn't cost any money to meditate and now is a great great time to do that to, to combat your your anxiety your fear and so on and and just I want to just uh, uh, mention sleep too. yes because uh, you just mentioned anxiety and I thought right just personally I knew that around 70% of my neurotic thoughts or thoughts that were hindering my entrepreneurial pursuits they've they, they seem to vanish most of the time when I sorted my sleep out yeah but it only took a fair degree of necessity and, and things going wrong for yeah. me to actually think hang on what's the real what's the real source of this problem yeah. ended up being sleep for me so if you if you find yourself and have found yourself for a while just putting off getting better sleep maybe yeah. this is an opportunity to correct that too for sure yeah that's and that's another thing you know you're holed up at home which again there's endless downsides to that but one of the things is you don't have to get up in the morning to go to the office or to go to school or whatever it is right so you can prioritize sleep. Now is a better opportunity than usual to prioritize sleep. And 100% agree, that's one of the basics to take care of. Prioritize your sleep, get enough sleep. And read Matthew Walker's uh, Why We Sleep. Really good book on this. Once you've read that, like if you're skeptical about the importance of, of prioritizing sleep, read that book. And afterwards you'll be like, 10 hours of sleep a day sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, So any skepticism will vanish after yeah. reading that one. Yeah, it's a really good book on this topic. Um, and also on that note, Spark by, I think by John Ratty, but I'm not 100% sure. But we'll put links to the stuff we mentioned uh, in the show notes. So Spark is a book that explains why exercise is important for your brain and for your cognitive performance and not just for your physical performance. And that's why I, anyone who wants to be entrepreneurially successful needs to exercise. That's my prescription, basically. It sounds like maybe the two have nothing to do with each other, mm. but the truth is your brain's performance is seriously hampered if you are not moving and exercising regularly. Even if you don't care at all about you know, looking good naked or, or health benefits or whatever, even if you just, I just want to have a better business, exercise, because you're basically just leveling up your brain. You're basically leveling up your ability to use your brain to make stuff happen mm. by moving your body, right? So yeah, I think those are like the basics that I would say now is a great opportunity. Exercise, meditation, sleep, get those things sorted out. And another one is gratitude. 
right? Gratitude is, is one of the most solidly researched um, things you can do in order to increase your happiness and decrease your stress. And so now is a really good time to take on a gratitude practice. So that could be, you know, writing a few things you're grateful for every morning. It can also be, and I'll, I'll link to a, um, either a TED Talk or a podcast episode or both with a guy called Sean Aker who researches this, who talks about different types of gratitude practices and how they can impact uh, people's productivity as well. So, and this is especially useful in, in difficult times if you can share gratitude with people. So let's say every day you write a few things you're grateful for and you share one of them with, um, with your family or friends or you know, maybe in a, in a morning stand-up meeting that now would probably happen remotely, you start by sharing some gratitude. It sounds kind of a, like a hippie thing to do, but it's, again, fairly solidly uh, evidence-backed that this makes a difference to people's productivity because it lowers people's stress levels. It, it, it kind of frees you up. Again, it kind of frees you up to, to think better and think more clearly because it like lowers your anxiety and panic levels. So gratitude practice now is a great thing to do. And this is also a great thing to do because here's an opportunity to do above average. Here's an opportunity to be extraordinary in terms of you can be an anchor in your little community, in your little tribe, right? Everybody's it's easy to fall into panic. It's easy to fall into just worrying um, and, and yeah, being fearful and so on. And I mean, what happens if people around you are, are fearful? It makes you fearful, right? And so now you can be the exception. If you're the person who keeps moving, who sleeps enough, who meditates, who's grateful, then you can be the rock that other people can hold on to and can see, oh, maybe, maybe things aren't as bad. Or even if they are bad, you know, panic doesn't help, right? <laughs> so that's, that's the thing, like the, the, regardless of how bad the situation is, people running around being afraid and panicking doesn't help the situation. So you can be that positive influence where other people can kind of calm down by seeing, oh, here's someone who's not running around like a headless chicken right now. And off the back of what you just said about gratitude, it, it helps you as an entrepreneur too, because as an entrepreneur, you, you, it helps if you can see opportunity where other people can't. Whereas in this crisis, people will be obsessing over the things that are going wrong. Yeah. And if you can spend five minutes every morning finding the things that are going well, mm. that sort of training you to see yeah. what, you, what you have, what opportunities are present, rather than the things that are just are not there that yeah. are causing you suffering. That's what everyone sees. That's the easy stuff to see. So... That's the first thing I would say. Take care of these basics. It makes you a stronger human being, right? It makes you more capable of doing hard work. It makes you more capable of focusing. It makes you better at spotting opportunities and so on. So these are the base things to take care of in order to give yourself everything you need in order to have a chance to be a successful entrepreneur. And you said that a lot of people will be panicking and freaking out and that sort of, your, your capacity to do what everyone else is not doing um, sounds to me like it can give you a sort of competitive advantage, right? Exactly, yeah. And that's, so I think that's a good frame to think about because entrepreneurship is always essentially a competitive game, right? You're competing in a field, you're competing for people's attention, you're competing for people's money, you're competing to get like your ideas, your brands, your product and so on out there. It's always a competitive game. And so that's one way to think of it. So and this actually comes from my business partner, Paul. He told me this. He was the first one I heard talk about this, where he was saying, in a way, it's almost a good thing when you encounter obstacles. When, you, when you're starting to build a business, you run into obstacles. 
One way to think about that is that's where you lose some of your competitors. Because right? one thing, again, that's like the gratitude thing, right? On the one hand, you can say, ah, oh, I, I want to start this business and now it's so complicated. I have to deal with all this bureaucracy or, oh my God, you know, we, we built this thing and now we have to deal with customer support. It's so difficult to keep up with this. We have all these unexpected problems, right? You keep running into obstacles. And of course you can just be like, oh, woe is me. I'm suffering from all these obstacles victim, um, and be a victim, right? But on the other hand, you can say, you know what? If this is happening to me, this is basically happening to all of my competitors. We're in the software business, like with the, with the example of customer support, right? This is one of the big struggles we had. Like as we got more customers, obviously more people need support. And, and we were suddenly, oh my God, we're a software company and now we kind of have to be a customer support company. We have to learn how to be that, right? Well, anyone in software is going to encounter this problem. Every software company that scales is going to encounter this problem. Everybody runs into this obstacle. So the obstacle is an opportunity for us to lose some of our competitors, right? Because some of them are not going to make it, right? So every obstacle is there to where you can basically say, okay, here's I, I can prove, I can prove myself here. I can prove my strength here. And every obstacle you overcome is a few competitors left behind. And in that sense, yeah, everything we talk about is, is giving yourself a competitive advantage. If you're the person who can remain calm and who can see opportunities and so on and so forth, then you have a competitive advantage over everyone else trying to operate in your space. But of course, there is also a juxtaposition because on the one hand, like you, you want to have that competitive advantage in order to have a successful business. But at the same time, one of the points is that you then keep making money so you can keep spending it in the economy. And you spending money in the economy is other people's success. So it's a weird kind yeah. of juxtaposition of these two things, right? But to play the game, to succeed at the game, in a way, you're competing against everyone. And collectively, if we do it well, and if we run our businesses ethically, it ends up lifting all boats. Yeah. And it seems to me, it seems to me that, that a crisis can push you to do the hard stuff, like maybe the stuff you've been procrastinating on for such a long time. Yeah. Um, a crisis such as this might say for instance you've, you you run an in-person business mm -hmm. but you also wanted to build an online component to that and you've been procrastinating on that for such a long time mm -hmm. something that would give you more freedom but you've been procrastinating on it this is that perfect opportunity yeah. to give you that nudge out the door to get that done exactly. yes yeah, so that's a good point now is a great time to turn your side hustle into your main thing right if you've been working a day job and you've been working on your website in the evenings like now when you can't go out anyway and especially if you've, if you've kind of been, you know, if you're a position, if you've had a job, you've either been laid off already or your position has kind of been frozen, right? Where it's just like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen, but you have to stay home. Well, now's the time to just spend all of your time um, and work on that online business. If most people are doubling down on their vices, as we talked about before, now's the time to double down on your good habits and to double down on your business, right? So, yeah, for sure. Invest time in that and it... Like you said, a, a crisis can kind of help crystallize your priorities because, and this is something, yeah, again, <laughs> anyone who's been following me for a while has, has heard me talk about this kind of thing before, but I think now it hits home, is that there's always stuff you can kind of tinker around with. You can keep yourself busy with like low leverage work on your business. That's not really going to move the needle. And then there's other stuff that's like high leverage stuff that will make a real difference, but that's usually the hard stuff and the scary stuff. So let's say that I'm, I've been working on an online course business, right? Where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna teach people some valuable stuff and then I'm gonna have a premium course. There's tons of stuff I can do on this business. I can work on my homepage, I can work on my about page. I can work on my email marketing setup and how I tag people and so on. 
these are all potentially important things to work on at some point but the high leverage the dangerous or the difficult and scary stuff is making a course making a sales page and telling people give me money for this thing <laughs> that's scary right and that's what we're most likely to procrastinate on basically priorities are important to understand because for example a lot of people worry about um, you know I have to make sure that my that my mobile my mobile responsiveness on my site is perfect and it has to be the fast loading and that is important it's absolutely important right but so much so many people are using the web on mobile devices now and speed is definitely important but if you've got a sales page that is is driving a thousand sales a month then indeed optimizing that a little bit for mobile and making it a little bit faster that can maybe bump, you know, maybe you get to 1,010 sales or 1,050 sales because you made some tweaks, right? If you have a sales page that makes zero sales a month, it doesn't matter how fast it is, right? <laughs> it's like that's not the first problem to solve. And especially if you don't have a sales page at all. Well, <laughs> right? Don't be, don't be worrying about these details that, are, that become important later on. Um, when you're still working on the very basics. And yeah, right now is a good opportunity to be like, oh, you can kind of see what's actually important and what's not, right? What's going to make a difference to your bottom line this month and next month and not small tweaks and small tinkering. And so that's an opportunity where, where almost you, you can embrace that. You can embrace the clarity that the crisis brings and be like, okay, well, here's the hard stuff that I need to do and I can go do that. Um, and that's, yeah, I think that's, that's one of the big advantages that can come out of this. And I highly encourage people to do the hard stuff. It's like you're going to have a hard time anyway. In, in, a, in a time of crisis like this, your life's not going to be cushy anyway. Mm. So you might as well get uncomfortable and make that discomfort count for something. You might as well do the hard stuff and then you have something to show for all the discomfort you went through. Because even if all you do is like sit on a couch and be bored and be annoyed, you're still going to suffer, <laughs> but it's not leading to anything. You're not building anything up. So it sounds to me like we've covered a few different things that could be sort of bullet pointed. So one of them is see opportunity where most people won't. Double down on your good habits. Double down on the stuff that uh, you know that you, sh you, you should be doing or have never actually fully implemented, like an exercise regime, sleep, taking up meditation, and that kind of stuff. And double down on the things that are really going to move the needle, the stuff that you may have been procrastinating on doing for such a long time, that this crisis and the necessity that that's brought about can now nudge you towards that. So yeah. that's, 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 yeah. what it, uh, that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah, so in the, in the next episode, we're gonna go a bit more into detail on, on kind of the strategic side, side, how to make strategic decisions. We're gonna talk a bit more about examples of different products and so on. So we are gonna get into that. I think for now, we can, we can pretty much wrap it up here. One thing I, I wanna also mention here is that um, even, even in a time like this, skill development is still highly, highly valuable. So even though skill development is generally a long-term game, there's, there's two things that I want to mention about this. The first is that skill development doesn't always have to be on a super long time horizon. Right? You can, um, especially for, for things, kind of the, the early part of the learning curve, you can run up the early part of the learning curve pretty quickly. So if there's some skill that you need to develop to take your business to the next level, you can if you really invest in that, you can go from I'm no good at this to I'm pretty damn good at this in a matter of a few weeks, right? And that's still very much worth doing. Um, and the other thing is that 
even though we have no idea how long this crisis is going to last and, and what the world is going to look like in the future, chances are that still, if you work on your skills now, um, you, that is still building an asset that, as we come out of the crisis at some point in the future, puts you in a much better position at that point than where you are now. Right? And so that's also like a counterintuitive thing where when everyone's running around thinking about, oh my God, what's happening right now, if you can have a bit more of a long-term view and be like, I'm just going to build up Gonna build up my good habits, gonna build up my skills, gonna position myself in such a way that as we start emerging from this, I'm gonna be in a good spot. I think that's also uh, a potential advantage that a lot of people are gonna be blind to right now. Mm, that gives you that competitive, potential yeah. competitive edge yeah. when this all clears. You actually come out of this better off, more potentially more skillful. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit leaner. Yeah. And generally, just more healthier. Exactly. Like, and that's the challenge, right? It's like most people are going to gain weight here. Let's be honest, right? <laughs> most people are going to come out of this heavier than they than they went in, because everybody's couch potatoing, you know. And I, I have that as well, you know. It's like I'm an I'm a compulsive eater, right? I really have to keep that under control. It's like I eat when I'm stressed. I eat when I'm bored, <laughs> and when I'm sitting around at home, you know, I'm I'm a typical victim of ordering too much on the you know on the takeout app. And then eating all of it, it's like, <laughs> I think most people, certainly anyone who's like me, is, is bound to gain weight during this time. Well, the challenge is, how can you get through this leaner and fitter than at the beginning? Leaner, fitter, smarter, it is possible, yeah. Mine is um, swapping social, compulsive social media use for reading. That's going to be nice. my thing. All right, so that is part one. We're doing three parts in this series. And I'd love to hear from you. So any questions, comments, anything you have to add or ask, leave a comment below. And if you've enjoyed this video, consider liking it, subscribing, doing all the YouTube stuff, you know the deal. All right, thank you for watching and I'll see you in the next one.